0: When the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai, for they were departed from Rephidim, and were come to the desert of Sinai, and had pitched in the wilderness, and there Israel camped before the mount. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain. Saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagle's wings, and brought you unto myself. Now, therefore, if ye will obey my voice, indeed, and keep my command, notices, my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar. What treasure unto me above all people for all the earth is mine and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. There are the words, notice these are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel and Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words Which the Lord commanded him, brother Richard. Good, that's the blessing. Grant it, Lord. Yes, Lord. You may be seated. If you look at the scripture today, look there in verse number 5. It said, Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. You look in today, listen, if there's one thing that I could get over to everybody that I meet, whether they're saved or lost to life, is eternity awaits us all we as Christians sometimes even forget that eternity is forever you're going to spend eternity see the lost think well they're not going to an eternal damnation it's going to be a, a part time no friend damnation is eternal as heaven Hell is eternal as heaven, amen? So you think about that and you look at this verse 5. He said, now therefore, if you will, if you will. One thing I want to try to get over to us today is that there's one thing for sure. This book, this old King James Bible, there's not one jot, not one tittle is going to pice away. God's going to hold it forever and ever. This word is settled in heaven. This one thing we need to understand, this book is what we're going to have to be judged by. Not the free will denomination, not the Baptist, not any other denomination. We'll be judged by the word of God. And he said there in, in verse number five, Now, therefore, if you will. How many of us have trouble obeying the voice? Oh, me, from the pastor all the way down to the back door. Oh, no, you don't have that trouble. Can I say this to you very delicately? You're a liar. You're a liar. Because we all have trouble obeying the voice of God. We hear it. We know what he's saying, but we just don't obey it. I know, listen, if you've ever been saved, listen to me carefully and you're out of the house of God on Sunday morning, there's a voice that whispers to you, said you ought to be in church. But not everybody obeys that voice. No. So he said, if you will. Notice what he said. Obey my voice indeed. (laughs) Hey, Christians, they want to obey the voice. Oh, I heard you, God. Ain't that enough? Ain't that enough? I, I, I showed up at the house of God. Ain't that enough? I'm on a pew. Ain't that enough? I gave my tithes. Ain't that enough? Let me tell you one thing and I've found out. If you belong to God, God has a Holy Spirit of conviction and he also has a Holy Spirit of blessings. And he's able to distribute that just to... Hey, he knows the intent of your heart. One thing I've learned about being a Christian is God knows me better than I know me. God knows you better than you know yourself. Because he knows the intent of that heart. Oh, how I love Jesus. Let me kill him while I got the chance. Where was your heart? Right? Right? You may be singing, oh, how I love Jesus, but you have hatred in your heart. You're wanting to choke somebody out, right? See, God knows that. It doesn't matter what you're singing. God knows the intent of your heart. It doesn't matter what you're saying. God knows the intent of your heart. One thing about it, God knows us. And I want to tell you one other thing about our God. He don't forget. Now listen to me until you put it under the blood and then he throws it away. Aren't you glad for that? I'm glad he threw my past away. (laughs) I'm glad that's all buried in the sea of forgetfulness. He chose to forget it. Not that he just forgot it. I've just forgot a lot of things, amen. I'll tell you, I used to be real smart. I don't know what happened. I forgot it somewhere along the line, right? But he said, I want you to know one thing. If you hear my voice and obey. You know, obedience is better than sacrifice. How many times we heard that one? Then how many times do we obey that one? Oh, my. He said, obey my voice indeed. And then he said, keep. Keep. What do you come to church for? Why did you come to church? That's a simple question. Why did you? Well, it's Sunday I gotta go. Listen, if you didn't want to come, what good is it if you did come? Hello? I mean, your heart's not here. Your mind's not here. Your body's here. Your presence is here. But your spirit is not here with us worshiping today. One thing I know, God knows you. God knows the intent of your heart. One thing I, you're going to hear me repeat that a lot in this message. One thing I do know, God knows where your mind is this morning. You may be down on the lake fishing in your mind. You may already be at the steakhouse ordering a steak. Well, you might ought to call them and tell them to grill it real slow. <laughs> Turn the heat down because the preacher's turning the heat up. One thing I know, God wants us to come with a pure heart and a pure mind to worship him. Now, let me tell you something. I know you're not the best. I know you have sinned. And, and listen, <laughs> I know these things. How do you know these things, preacher? You ever feel like a preacher read your mail? Well, God did, and he told me to tell you your mail has been read. (laughs) Isn't it wonderful that, that, hey, we've all sinned to come short of the glory of God, and he loves us anyhow? One thing I know about God is he loves you. There's never been a sinner yet that God did not love. He said it's not his will that any should perish. Not his will. So what happened? It was your will. That overrode his will. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you can come to church and still not have church. You can come in the building and still not be in the building. Right? (laughs) You ever been told this in school? Where's your mind at today? Boy, my daddy used to tell me that a lot. Yeah. Where's your mind at today? Get it on what we're doing. Well, daddy, I didn't mean to saw that two before up into two foot pieces and we needed eight. Yeah. Nobody's ever made mistakes like that but me. I'm just talking about me today. Amen. I'm confessing my faults to you. I've sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. And I know one thing about it. God still loves me. God still loves me. I would love, now listen, you're going to take this wrong and I don't know how to put it right. I would love to have been in hell when Jesus came there just to hear the message. Not that I wanted to stay there or I wanted to go there. I'd just like to have been there and saw the demons have to bow down. And when he spoke, they had to give ear to it. And when he said, give me them keys, there wasn't no refusal. Uh -uh. No, no, no. Listen, if I could just get you not to refuse the Holy Spirit when it comes. He said, would you obey? Are you with me? Say amen. He said, do you hear my voice? He said, will you keep my commandments? Do you know A covenant with God, well, let's put it this way. God said it's better never to make one than make it and break it. Can I help somebody somewhere today, please? When you join a church, you took a covenant. Now, who broke it, the church or you? When you got saved, you made a covenant. Who broke it, you or God? Oh, yeah, I told you this ice cream stuff's over. We graduated you to cake, but mine's rocky road today. Why? Why? Why does the preacher have to preach messages like this? Because we're hearing with our ears, but it's never found a lodging place in our heart that we might not sin against God. And we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We know that. And he said, "Keep my covenant." And if we keep his covenant, then what happened? Well, he told you. Then shall notice what? It, are you with me? Say, Amen. Then ye shall. That's a positive statement. I'm not an English teacher, but that's positive. Be a peculiar people. <laughs> I'm working on a message that God will let me preach it in a few weeks. I ain't even going to give you no incline to what it is. But you know, if you really love God, nobody will have to beg you to come to the house of God. If you love church, gospel singing, if you love good, listen, I've heard this and some much boy, I like good hard preaching. Why ain't you sitting under a good hard preacher? You go to motivational speakers. Oh, I like them it really lay it down straight. No, you don't. If it did, this church would be overrun. Amen. Amen. What we want to say is, yeah, I like it gun barrel straight for somebody else. I like it gun barrel straight long don't hit me. Amen. I like hard preaching as long as it don't rubble my feathers. (laughs) As long as I can sit there and point my finger and say, yeah, they need that. Sure the world, every one of them out there needs that. We never point to ourselves and say, boy, I need that. I need that. That's what revival's all about. I'm anxious to see and hear what God is going to do in this revival. Amen. I hope Richard Cole and Scott Campbell preach to their tongue, slaps their belt buckle. Amen. Hey man, I hope we have to carry them out to the car every night. Amen. Yeah. They just expel everything in them through the preach word of God. Amen. And if you've ever preached the word and God really pulled it out of you, you want to go home and go to bed. Yeah. Oh yeah, I preach the revivals where my wife had to drive me home. I couldn't drive. Yeah. I preach right here on Sunday morning sometime, and have to go home and go to bed instead of go eat. Amen. Yeah. You say, nah, that don't happen. It may not to you. But if you follow God, sometimes it'll take everything in you. Amen. Amen. Every ounce of energy you have, every brain cell you can muster up, every bit of the strength in your body, and when he's through with you, you'll be exhausted. But you'll be hungry to get back to see what he's going to do in a little while. Amen. That's how I know you got it. I'm talking about there's some things that God gave us that we ought to know. Amen. He gave us one thing, Jesus Christ. That's the only way to heaven. I don't care what name they're using around the world. It has to be Jesus to get you to heaven. None of these other names have a Chinaman's Chains. Amen. America knows what I'm talking about. We've gone a whoring after every other God in the world. God of pleasure, God of lust, God of, of uh, popularity. Hey, we pay more attention than a ball player than we do the preachers anymore. Amen. I mean a ball player, race car driver, whatever, get on television and say, Oh, I believe it this way. Everybody runs that way. And they forget the old past. Listen, this book has lasted how many years? Over 2,000. This King James Bible. But the word of God has been around since beginning. And it hasn't changed. Do you love him? Do you keep his commandments? Have you made a covenant? Are you obeying his voice? Listen, you know, turn with me in the book of Daniel. Find your place there in Daniel chapter number nine. Daniel chapter number nine, verse number twenty-seven. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the obligations to cease. And for the overspreading of the abomination, he shall, notice this, make it desolate even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Listen. There is not but one temple of God. One temple. I want you to point to yourself. God's not in this brick, this rock, this wood this concrete. God's in this building, but he's in this building in you. Amen. This is the temple God is. Hey, one thing you need to understand, you're either for him or against him. Your temple's either praising him or putting him to an open shame. I don't care if you call yourself a Christian, and I don't want you acting like a Christian. I want you to be a Christian. Your thought pattern should change, oh yeah, uh, preacher, you don't never have bad thoughts. Every Sunday when I preach, I want to choke about hype, of you? I'm dishonest. The other hype, I just wanted to slap. So which side of the fence you on? You want choked or slapped. Amen. Yes, we all have bad thoughts. But this is a temple, Amen. And if there's something bad in there, there ought to be Holy Ghost conviction in there. That makes a difference in our lives, Amen. I turn with me in the Book of Zechariah. <clears throat> That's a hard one to find, I know. Haggai and Zechariah, chapter number two. Is everybody there? One or two. Give you another second. Take you a minute. Find it in your book. They hid it, you know. Zechariah chapter number two. Are you there? Verse number 12. And the Lord shall inherit Judah, his portion in the holy land, and shall choose Jerusalem again. Be silent, O all flesh, before the Lord, for he is raised up. Out of his holy habitation. Listen. Can I tell you something for sure? One thing I know. When God stands up. In the form of Jesus. Things get quiet. When Jesus walked out on the bow and said. Peace be still. She looked like glass. The storm ceased. What's that telling you? When God has his son to stand up, one thing I know, he's coming back again to get us. He's not coming back to be crucified. He's not coming back as that little bitty lamb that we slain. He's coming back as a roaring lion this time to claim his kingdom. Now you're either in or out. You're either hot or cold. Amen, you're either saved or lost. When he stands up the next time, you won't have time. Did you get that? I said when he stands up the next time, you will not have time to repent. Because in a moment, twinkling of an eye, that quick, you can't even fathom how fast that is. I used to know how many times that you could blink your eye in one second, it was a large number because a blink is so quick. Now think about this in just a twinkling, not a blink. Think about it. Everything that we know could be changed. And friend, let me tell you something this morning. God knows your heart God knows if you're living for him listen there's a world out there that says that they're Christians but they never darken the door of God's house there's a world out there that says they're Christians and they love God but they've never given one dime in tithes or offerings they've never given one raised hand one tear one testimony they've never given nothing to the kingdom of God. They've never even shared their testimony how God saved them. Amen. Therefore, I'm made to believe they've never been saved. Because he said, if you confess with your mouth, that confession is made unto salvation. Amen. If you confess, how could you ever possess and not confess? Right. <laughs> That'd be like me getting married. And never telling nobody I got married. Hello? Amen, that's what God looks like. Hey, that's my bride. He's telling the whole world, that's my bride. Do you ever stand up and say, I'm part of the bride of Christ? One thing I know, God knows. That's for sure, isn't it? Zechariah chapter 14, since you're right, Terry, Don't rush me. (laughs) Are you there? Say amen. Zechariah chapter 14, verse number four. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem. Are you with me? Say amen. On the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west, And there shall be a very great valley and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north and half toward the south. Are you with me? Say amen. When God steps out and half divides. Now listen. Listen. Can you see him standing on top of Mount Mitchell over here and half of it going north and half of it going south? 6,700 and some feet high and she splits down the middle. What do you be thinking that day? Can I tell you something? One thing I know, if he does it, it'll be done. Amen. Amen. If he wants to split this whole world in half, all he's got to do is speak it. But he's saying he's going to stand on the earth one day. Now stay with me just a minute. When he stands, half of them's going right way and half of them going the wrong way. How do you know that? Well, he said there'd be two in the field. One be taken, one be left. Two are grinding, one be taken, one be left. Two in the bed, one be taken, one be left. So when he comes back, (laughs) I want to tell you something that you may not know. You've only got a 50-50 chance. And you've decided this day where you're going. You say, preacher, I'm going to wait till another day. You can't guarantee yourself another day. Do you know how many young people we've heard fell dead in the last few weeks? Hearts just quit. Lives just over. Whether it be a drug overdose or their heart just quit. Now think about it. When you leave here and you get in your automobile, how do you know you're going to make it home? My wife wrecked right down here in the curve. Just a little over a mile from our house. She had no idea that day she was going to have a head-on collision. Now think about it. How can you guarantee that? When God steps out, it's going to be too late for you then, friend. Because you've already made your choice here today. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. What have you chosen today? Well, I want to go to heaven. No, you don't. I'm going to heaven. No, you ain't. Well, what makes you the right to say that, preacher? Because you're not living a godly life. You've never been saved. You've never had any fruits in your life that ever proved you were saved. You've never joined the church. You've never had fellowship with the church. You've never been responsible to the church. And you want to say you're going to heaven? When you won't take the responsibility to put your own name on this roll of some church somewhere and say, hold me accountable. You've never testified about his love, but you're going to heaven. Can I tell you something, friend? Good luck with that one. Because he said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Luke chapter number 1, I'm trying to hurry. I know you've given up, but I ain't. Luke chapter number 1, verse number 31, the Bible said, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Are you with me? Say amen. Amen. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? How's this going to come to pass? How is what I preach going to come to pass? Let me tell you how. By God's word. Mary, you're going to conceive. Well, how can that be? I've never known a man. The Holy Ghost is going to come on you. Going to overshadow you and you're going to conceive. That'll make it a virgin birth which will fulfill the prophecy. Now, if all of this is true, then the rest of the book is true too. We love to believe in that little baby in a manger and he come to save us. We love to believe that. But we don't want to believe the rest of the book. One thing I know from Genesis to Revelation, everything will be accomplished. There will be nothing left out that's written in this book because that's what he's going to judge you by. And he knows if you're saved right now. You know, one regret I have in my life, God called me when I was 12 years old, and I didn't answer the call. I didn't get saved. I went to, stay with me, I went to an altar and I left just as lost as when I went to the altar. And for 20 years, my life was pure hell. Amen. I got saved when I was 32. You say, preacher, why would you say something like that? I wish to God I'd come when I was 12 and surrendered all and took the opportunities that was given me down through the years to tell people about Jesus that I grew up with that died. Died in car wrecks. Yeah. Five in one car wreck right there at Galaxies. Three on Hankins one week, two the very next week out of my classes. Two down here just around the curve up here on 226. You can still see the maple tree where it's scarred. Yeah. What if I'd give my life to God then and told him about Jesus. Oh, we're getting quiet now, aren't we? Second Timothy. I'm trying to hurry. Chapter 2, verse number 8. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Are you with me? if he had the power to lay down his life and lay down and pick it up again, do you not think he has the power to resurrect you? He proved that when he went to the grave and he called a specific person, Lazarus. Because if he just said come forth, the whole graveyard would empty. emptied. So he had to make it personal. And that's what he's making it today, right here in this church and on the airway. He's making it personal. He's calling your name. Amen. One thing I know, he'll call your name. He may, you may not answer, you may not open the door, but he's going to call your name. And there'll be no mistaking him calling your name one thing I know God is fire the ground is level at the foot of the cross old and young Jew or Gentile he wants you to be saved cause listen there's only one heaven and there's only one hell they ain't a hell for the Baptists ain't a hell separate for the Methodists or Presbyterian. everyone that goes to hell goes to the same place everyone that goes to heaven goes to the same place now let me give you a thought you may not have thought of all those that go to hell go for the same reason denying Jesus as Lord and Savior refusing to heed the call. One thing I know, he's going to call your name. And one thing I know, if you don't answer and say yes, in hell you'll lift your eyes. And the word said, being in torments. I'm tormented enough here. I remember my daddy, I was just about 11 or 12 year old on the carport. He is having a rough day and daddy even to this day don't know he said it because I've told him a hundred times. I said daddy you said that day you know it's terrible to live in hell and die and go to hell. My daddy was lost at that time and that stuck in my young mind that my daddy would make a statement it's bad to live in hell if this, listen, if you're saved this is the only hell you'll ever know. But if you're lost, this is the only heaven you'll ever know. If you thought of that. He was having a bad day and his words stuck in a young man's mind. And I hope something I've said here today will stick in your mind. Let's go in the book of Revelations chapter number 22 as I close the message today. Revelations chapter number 22 Verse number nine. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not. For I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren the prophets and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. And he said unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Then what did he say? And behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me to give to every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have what? Right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. There's one thing I surely know today heaven is his. And you only get in when he opens the door. You're going to stand there. You're either going to hear, Welcome thou good and faithful servant, or depart, I never knew you. The goodness has to be of God because there's no goodness in you. But he's asking you to be faithful. Faithful in your prayer life. Faithful in your Bible reading. Faithful in coming to church. Faithful in testimony. When's the last time you testified? how God saved you? I just came back off of vacation, but you think I didn't witness and testify while I was on vacation? Many times I had the opportunity to share Jesus, and I took that opportunity. I know my wife had to wait on me a few times cuz I was sharing. But she's learned over the years when I'm sharing this weight. That's a good wife. Because she knows the father's works more important than vacation. You cannot take a vacation from being a Christian. You're either a Christian or you're not. I've had people say, oh, I'm going on vacation. I, I'm going to lay down Christianity till I get back. You know what they're saying? I'm going over there to get drunk and party, and then I, I'll come back to church and I get back. That don't work that way, friend. When God saved me, I'll tell you how God saved me. When he saved me, he took that out. He made a way of an escape. I haven't craved alcohol since the day I got saved. No. And I sure to God ain't craved the nightlife. No, I haven't. Why? There's too much joy at the house of God for me. I'd rather be here than the best bar in America. We always use the terminology. I'd rather be here in the best hospital. Forget that. I'd rather be here than any place in America. Why? Because I know one thing. God knows my heart. He knows your heart. And there's one thing about it. We talked about it in Sunday school this morning. His judgment is fair. He's not going to judge me any different than he judges you. And he's not going to judge you at a higher standard than he judges me. Other than I'm a pastor and I've got more responsibilities. But when it comes to the blood of his son, that's the first thing he's going to look for. Before he'll say welcome. Before he ever said welcome, he must see the blood of Jesus. Because you know it saddens his heart to stand there at the gate of heaven. Listen to me, glory be to God. And that darling son with the nail scarred hands has to say depart. You know what he's thinking? I died for you. I gave my life for you. I gave you the book for instructions. I gave you the church for strength. And you denied me. And he has to say depart. You think God takes pleasure in that? No he doesn't. No, because hell wasn't created for you. Hell was not created for God's people that he gave birth into this world. Hell was created for a band of angels that turned their back on God. And Satan. And for you to go to hell, it has to enlarge. Are you listening? You know God loved you so much he made a way you don't have to go to hell. Because he gave his only son. His only begotten son that came from the womb of Mary overshadowed by the Holy Ghost. He gave that son to die for you. That you would have a sinless offering to give to the Father. And you're sitting here today and you're listening by the airwaves, and you haven't never really fully given God full reign in your life. And you know today as we're sitting here and we're just celebrating freedom, but there's a whole lot of folks that's hearing my voice today that are not free. They're not free because they're bound by sin. They're not free because hell will be their eternal destination. Unless they claim Jesus and go to trying your best to live by this book. You're not going to be perfect. But you've got a perfect sacrifice. Because he's got a perfect love. And he loves you in spite of you. Come and play something, brother, softly. Every head bowed, every eye closed right where you're sitting. Somebody needs to come forward today. Somebody needs to say yes to Jesus. Don't think you're too young. Don't think you're too old. God can save you. God can help you. God can strengthen you. God can be an encouragement to you today. Just come and ask the Lord today for yourself. Lord, there's one thing I need to know today. Is my name recorded in the Lamb's book of life? Hey, it don't hurt to ask God that. God don't mind you to ask if your name's recorded God don't mind you saying, Lord, I want to make sure. God don't mind that at all. What bothers the heart of God is when you do know and you don't come. You don't ask. You don't realize God loves you so much that He gave His life in the form of Jesus for your sins and my sins that we can be free. That we as God's people can have eternal life. God speaking to your heart. Young man, young lady, mama, daddy, grandpa, grandma. God spoke to your heart and called your name. Have you heard him today? Are you willing to try to keep the commandments are you willing to give him a chance in your life? Are you willing today to say yes unto the Lord? God is calling to you right now. Would you come? There's some coming to the altar praying. What about you today? Is there a need in your life and you need to come and pray about it? Bring it to God today. Bring it to the Lord for he careth for you troubled are you weary in the fight are you heavy laden or are you burdened bring it to the lord today bring it to god and say god i'm coming god i heard your voice speak to me i know i'm lost i know i'm cold i know i'm backslidden i know i need you today god I know, Lord, that I need you to help me and strengthen me and guide me and direct me. Lord, give me the strength and encourage me, Lord, that I'll be able to walk in your commandments. God, that you'd be first in my life. Many are praying, what about you today? What about you praying? What about you today? If you got a need, you bring need to bring to the Lord, bring it today. Would you do that? Give God a chance today to answer that prayer. Give God a chance to work on that loved one. That situation in your life. Give God a chance at it today. By surrendering all to the Lord. The longer, the sweeter. Yes, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.